The following episode of True Stories Based on Fiction can and will contain spoilers on a bunch of old shit that you've probably already seen. You will enjoy this episode. This is a brand new segment we have coming for you. So enjoy the following episode. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. based on fiction. episode of true stories based on fiction i am your host brian and with me as always is evan the third host we have a brand new segment for you folks today criminal series within a series within a series more like like being in music factory f b and e cook that was like segment (laughs) (laughs) hey time will tell we will have another one of those yeah uh b e and d Eddie Murphy's Law? Yeah. <laughs> bad? <laughs> bad. Bad. I don't want to be in Eddie Murphy's bed, though. I'll just put that out there. But, um, Rather yeah. than R. Kelly's bed? Yeah, I don't want to be in either of their, of their bed. Um, maybe Anthony, the late Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend, who was a, a predator. Sexual predator? Mm-hmm. Was she? Yeah. And she's one of the first ones who called out uh, Harvey Weinstein with plot twists. She did the same shit. Maybe you taught her. Abusers abuse, but but let's not get <laughs> on too many tangents. I, I'll show you pictures of her off air. She's pretty fucking hot. Yeah. Yes, but um, so people always talk about Marvel versus DC, especially in the age of the cinematic universe. So we decided to join the foray as only true stories based on fiction can. So we're going to talk about every segment of Marvel and DC and figure out who's winning in each of the segments. So um, we were talking before we got on the mic so people know what we're going to be doing in this series. Of course, comics. Uh, they were going to do um, TV, which is going to be live action and cartoons will have their own episodes or all in one? Live action cartoons will have their own. Okay. Cartoon movies yep. will have their own. Video games. Yep. 
And then I'll be capped. Toys collectibles. Toys collectibles. And then uh, finally be capped off with uh, Cinematic Universe versus Cinematic Universe. Right. And yeah, and 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 I don't think they either either of us know who's going to win each category yet. And we might have the same answer, might not have the same answer. So I guess I'm, I may have an answer now, and you might persuade me. <laughs> yeah, true. So there 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 won't really be a winner that we'll say is the definitive who's doing better, unless we both agree on one. Um, but yeah, it should be a great series. But tonight we're going to start with the first of the series, of course. The and, and we decide it's going to be what, Brian? We are doing Marvel versus DC movies. A plot twist. Plot twist. It's not going to be the movies you're thinking of. We're talking old school movies. Uh, some modern. Some may not even be out yet, but we are excluding DC's cinematic universe and the Marvel cinematic universe. Yes, no cinematic universe talk with all all of the bandwagon jumpers got on our our nerve train. Mm-hmm. Our segment is going to be called "We Start Thought About It." B and E versus Marvel versus B and E versus Marvel and DC has a ring to it. Mm-hmm. And make sure you text me that name so I don't forget when I put this episode out <laughs> because my memory is not the best. Um, oh, one more thing before we begin. So we are also on the countdown to 100. Mm. Uh, this is going to be episode 90. Nine? We make it 99. No, because our next one's gonna be 100. The next mainstream show, uh, next uh, main show, it is gonna be 100 based on my other math. Uh, but this will be episode 97 of True Stories based on fiction. So we got 97, 98, 99, which will be the other two shows on, on network. They were coming back in eight, the first week or the second week in April to do episode 100. I have a feeling it's going to have some special guests. I have a feeling we're going to talk about a lot of topical issues from early February 2019. <laughs> I think you're all going to love it. But with no further... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's one, one years in the making. Yes, years uh, from 2015 to 2019 in the making, to be exact. But without further ado... Uh, let's talk about some movies. So uh, I think that the first modern age, meaning color television, TV, uh, superhero superhero movie was um, Superman. Superman Colin, the, the movie? movie? Yes. Starring Christopher Reeves. Uh, dir- Late. R.I.P. Directed by uh, Christopher Donner. Is it, is Richard Chris? Donner. Dick Donner. Double D. Um, and I think... Some help from not directoring, but uh, Jeff Johns had. Jeff Johns was born in Denver. In the seventies? Yeah. He worked with Jeff. Or he worked with Richard Donner on the Superman. No, he, he worked with Richard Donner. Not on the Superman movies. He worked on, on like fucking Lethal Weapon Five and shit. He was in college in like the nineties. Oh. He could have been born in the seventies, but he wasn't working with Dick Donner. Then. My bad. <laughs> um. So that was the first modern superhero movie. Um, and it definitely changed the game. It changed the landscape of superhero movie. It was superhero live action properties until that point. Because the tagline of the film was, you will believe a man can fly. 
And when I was a child, I believe I can fly. <laughs> Fire at the jail. I believe I can fly. Not in a jail cell. Jail cell. Jail cell. <laughs> I think about her every night and day. I spread my her legs and fly this away. Oh. <laughs> um, we haven't had a Evan Jones original song on an episode in a long time. I was thinking about that, like. I was thinking about that the other day. I, I haven't sung on the show in a, in a long time. I don't know why. It used to be a regular. It, it was. Maybe I've lost my song. It was back in the old studio, though. It was in the old studio. And in that old studio, they make you want to sing. How, how the mic setup was and everything. Mm-hmm. Back in RBS Studios International. Um, maybe the 100th episode will be recorded in a certain studio. Ooh. You never know. Is that a little tease? It might be a little teasy tease. Um, but when you first saw Superman Cole in the movie, did you feel like, did you believe that a man could fly? I'm going to throw a little wisdom at you. Okay. Don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Now, you being a big Superman guy, right? Well, uh, more than I am. Growing up, I was not. Really? Um, growing up, uh, I mean... I think guys, anyone that listens to this show knows, uh, as a comic fan, I'm a Batman fan, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Uh, Superman was so sporadic. It would be when reading, it would be kept grabbing occasional issues here in the comic store, mm-hmm. and I would get, I would just get in. Uh, Ruts not the right word to use, but um, I would just start Spare buying moment. Yeah, uh, sporadic uh, times. I would start collecting it, yeah. and I'm like. Why am I collecting this and quit? But I kind of found I did it for major storylines. So I still remember, I think the first thing I ever bought Superman was the Death of Superman trade paperback. Yeah. yeah. Um, knew a lot about him. I mean, I still knew, like, you know, Superman's Clark Kent, you know, know about Lois Lane. I think the uh, uh, Superman and our Lois and Clark TV show was on at the mm-hmm. time. I mean, anyone who's a comic fan, you know who Superman is. Right. You're not a true fan, whether you like him or you don't like him. Um but I remember they did that. They did, the, I think it was the Zero Hour event back in DC yeah. Comics days. And they did the, um, brought in the villain Conduit. I don't know if you remember him. He was like, he had a yellow and black costume and shot out these wires. It, um, is he the guy that had like that fiery Jerry Curl? No. But he ended up finding some childhood friend of uh, Clark Kent's. Like, lo and behold, becomes a villain. And then uh, they did the Born Again or dead again storyline in Superman where they find a uh, Superman's dead body in the grave. And then they did like, well, they would, that's back when they had four different Superman books a week or a month come out. And uh, every few months you'd have this kind of storyline that went through all the series. But back to what we're talking about, the movies um, just was never a huge fan. And the movies weren't modern to me as a kid. If it wasn't something newer, I had a hard time. And it's not for lack of trying. I tried watching them, and when you don't even get to Earth in the first 45 minutes, right. and uh, I'm watching the Marlon Brando movie, or the... Krypton. Krypton with Jor-El. Krypton. Uh, <laughs> as a kid... Krypton. Krypton? Krypton. That's what we call Krypton. As a kid, it was boring to me. Yeah, um, so are, are you saying that you didn't see any of the five as a child? Um... I would probably say I've seen one, if you take all the times I've seen parts of it, mm-hmm. you can combine it and say I've seen it, and I saw Superman Returns. Gotcha. 
I don't think I've ever seen Superman 2, Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, Superman 3, or Superman 4, the Quest for Peace. The Quest for Peace. Now, um, like any movie series uh, from my childhood, in my mind, they're all basically one movie besides the first one. The first one, I remember thinking, saying, you you thought it was boring. Now, I remember when I saw it, I would leave the room and go play with my toys or some shit until Superman gets a costume. Because as a kid, you, you won't see motherfuckers in a costume. Mm-hmm. And then my my older brother would watch it from fucking frame to frame and just absorb the whole story, but I found it very boring until he had a costume and started fighting motherfuckers. And then uh, I remember him fighting the three Kryptonians. And then I remember Richard Pryor being in it, and then as a kid, like a young black kid, like I like Richard Pryor, so I watched that and not realize how dumb it was. And then I um I remember as a kid I like the fake Superman dude from the, the question for peace. Who's supposed to be Bizarro, possibly. Oh really? I think they I think I read somewhere that they're like, yeah, it was Bizarro, but it wasn't Bizarro. Hmm. And then um as a kid it was cool because uh it was Superman fighting a guy who was kinda his equal and I I did find his nails growing kind of weird, but um, it, it, it was entertaining, but it wasn't my cup of tea. And as you're a young kid in the 80s and the 90s, you feel like you should like Superman, because that's, that's, that's a superhero that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. My grandparents knew who Superman was. Um, so I, I, I was gravitated to Superman because of that, and I think that the movie helped more so than the... Uh, not Chris Reeves, Scott Reeves. Who, who did the black and white uh, serials? George Reeves. George Reeves. I think that the the seventies and eighties super Superman movies helped cement Superman's being that public figure in the face of comic books in the seventies and the eighties. We did his job there, but the first one that oh, the, the first one that I think that we both liked and gravitated to, and it, and it was a huge part of making us lifelong superhero fans, was bad. Tell your friends about me. Who are you? One of the most iconic film lines of all times. Um. So, we move on from Superman to Batman now. Yeah. Trying to think. I don't know if I really have anything else to say about Superman. Yeah. The only thing I will say that was frustrating is they fought. I, looking back, I did think Superman portrayed and looked like a good Superman, which is something yep. I didn't as a kid. But looking back now, mm-hmm. he had the face of what you kind of feel Superman should look like. The cursed one. Yeah. Superman. Maybe could have used a little bit better build. Um, but he played, But he did play the uh, something that they've kind of gotten away from, which is the bumbling idiot yeah. Clark Kent. Um, but the prop, my only issue is they started the troop of... Superman has two villains to fight in any type of live-action iteration. Well, that's every superhero movie now. But it's always the same. All right, it's either going to be Zod or Lex Luthor. Oh, that's what you're saying. Those are the only two people you ever fight, whether it's a live-action TV show, uh, live-action movie, anything. It's like, all right, well, let's let's do Zod again, but and let's make sure Luthor's in it. Mm-hmm. Was it Luther or Luthor to you? I like Luthor, like from Smallville. That's what they call him in there. Which is actually, I think, the way it's supposed to be pronounced, Luthor. Yeah, um, but this is going to be a, a slight tangent, and but let me get back to this topic anyway. 
were you aware that originally it was Magneto, not Magneto? Um, uh-uh. If you look at the word, it's definitely Magneto. And then I, I saw or read uh, an old Stanley interview where he said it originally was Magneto. And you think about Stanley, oh, damn, we're going to fight Magneto! <laughs> it sounded like a Stanley move to make anyway, but yeah. But yeah, but I say Luther, like I say, Rachel Ghoul. Luther, I don't, I don't know, being from Michigan, they say people from Michigan have a Michigan, uh, uh, not slang, uh, accent, accent, and we, a dialect. we shorten everything, like, uh, that we talk about, like, instead of refrigerator, it's just the refrigerator, um, yeah. stuff like that, so I don't, I don't know if it's partially just Michigan, uh, dialect, that I think it's Luther, but I think, but, because it is actually supposed to be Luthor. See, I've said... I said Luther until Smallville, but I think on every other iteration before Smallville, it was always Luther. I, I think even in, in the old movies, they call him Luther. Luther oh, is it? Yeah. I don't like anything nowadays now. It's Luther. Like when you listen, Not almost like on those cartoon movies, they over punctuate it as, listen here, Luther. Luther. <laughs> um, but not in Superman Returns. No? No. It was definitely. Luther, I remember I was, I was upset because I prefer Luthor because it, it poked out to me like a many things in that film did about being trash. But, um, out of the Superman movies, which ones are worth watching? So you got five Superman to Superman Returns. Um, as in a for okay, now for pure entertainment or for historic slash nostalgia. Let's say entertainment. None. Absolutely. For history, the first two. So you would take the first two and and returns for returns. I mean, returns for a a clinic on how not to do a sequel. Well, Superman: The Returns, the first movie that started this whole trend of we're going to ignore all the other sequels and say this is the true sequel. I want to say yes, but. I want to say there might have been one before that did it. Because I think Superman Returns takes out Superman 2 on, right? Yep. Like that. Yep. Superman Returns was the actual, was Brian, I Touch Children Singers mm-hmm. um, version of what Superman 2 should have been. Superman 3. So, oh, was it Superman 3? Yep. So one and two happened. This was three. Three and four. Mm-hmm. Three, three through five. I never happened because of those three, three, two, two, three and four. Superman Returns was Superman five. Oh, four was question. Question mm-hmm. people. Okay, yes, yep, yep. So, so like those last two didn't happen. Um, yeah. Uh, so that watching from the historic aspect, of it, it was could have been the first time that that happened. It's the most mainstream time that it happened, but it may have have happened before, but certainly not in any of the genre in, in entertainment. Um. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like we're giving Superman way too much time. So um, Batman. Other people might say that Superman is a, a, a positive mark for DC for them, but for us, I, I don't think it is. It started the trend, and then it was. I mean, I won't say it was campy, but it was time timely. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think you really short of the Superman movies, you didn't really have anything until. 1989, yep. um, when the next one came out, which yep. was the first, second, 
cinematic version of Batman to be released. Oh, because because like you're counting like sixties. They, I mean, yeah, they did a movie. I, I'm pretty sure it was released in theaters. Yeah, but even if it was, it was essentially like a, a TV movie anyway. But people have been counting that one more and more and more. I still don't personally count it, but, but of course, you, you can count it if you like. But yeah, uh, Batman 89 was dark. Well, it was dark for that time. Mm-hmm. 2019 is not that dark anymore. Besides the fact that, like, it all takes place at night. It all takes place. It was literally dark, and that the villain dies in the end. It might have a little bit of creep. Yeah, it's dark for it's dark for all the wrong reasons. It's, it's not a Me Too friendly. No, because <laughs> he basically date rapes uh, Vicky Bell, and then she likes it and stalks him afterwards. And she plays that guy, Alexander Knox. Yeah. As a kid, I, I knew I, I, the less I took away the very young child about Batman One was I was never going to be an Alexander Knox when it comes to dating. <laughs> I'm not being your platonic dick in a jar. As Chris Rock don't go, but I was like, I can't be that guy. I want to know, and I'm pretty sure we said this on a previous episode, how the fuck does she not know he's Batman when she wakes up and he's sleeping upside down like a bat? Because she's probably still drunk. And, that and, and her butthole probably hurt. She, she, she had bigger fish to fry. But why there's blood wasn't from her shit. She had her own back cave. <laughs> right. And also, she wasn't very smart. No. She, she was not very They tried smart. to make her seem like she was, but... But, but Kim Bassinger can't pull off acting smart. You know what I understand about Batman think about it? I just thought... I went to the theater and saw it last summer. Oh, did you? Um, they brought back... Because I never... I was never part of Batmania in 1989. I was in, oh, I was into Batman, and I don't know. I, to my recollection, I never remember that movie being in theaters. Um, I don't know if my parents would not wouldn't have let me see it, but I do remember I had the VHS of it and watched that numerous times when I was a kid. Yep. Um, but Batman Returns was the first movie that Batman movie I saw in the theaters. Batman Returns might be the first movie I saw in theaters. Ninety-two. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything before that. No kid movies. My mother, uh, not to talk bad about her, but my mother didn't take to see any fucking kids movies. Was like movies we saw when I was a kid was Malcolm X, out of fucking Tina Turner's story. <laughs> movies that were not kids movies. Movies that she wanted to see. I can go see Aladdin. I can go see fucking Lion King. Oh, see, I saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I saw The Wizard. I saw The Adventures of Milo and Otis. Oh, wow. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wow. Must be nice. Um, my grandmother on my father's side took me to, us to see Batman Returns and uh, TMNT 2. And then my dad yep, took us to see either, yeah, TMNT 2 for, for a second time in theaters. Yeah, but I'm trying to think if my mom took us to see any kids' movies. No, but to her credit, we did see we see a Mortal Kombat on ice. There's a Mortal Kombat on ice. <laughs> yep, it's a Saginaw Event Center. Wow. Either on ice or, I, yeah, it was on ice because like they were uh, fighting and then they were. Uh, <laughs> no, it could have it could have been Mortal Kombat the musical because they definitely sung songs. So anyways, back to Batman. Back, the movie. back to Batman. Michael Keaton. So we had Batman 
for uh, those who wouldn't know, don't know why you would, but you have four Batman movies. You had Batman, Batman Returns, a drastically different take uh, following that with Batman Forever, and then even more drastic Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Um, so let's go for, through all four of them real quick. Yep. Give you a brief idea. Uh, thoughts on Batman? We talked about it. Yep. We we spoke about that one numerous times over the four years of the show. But Batman, it, Batman when it first came out was a I lo- as a kid I loved it. And, and whenever it came on, if we didn't know about it, our grandmother would give us a call or call my mom, tell her tell us that Batman was on. We had to watch it every time it came on TV. Um, and I I remember even as a kid I enjoyed the, the Bruce Wayne scenes. Mm-hmm. Not as much as the Batman scene, but I didn't get bored during the Bruce Wayne scenes. He wasn't a bored. He didn't portray a boring no. Batman or Bruce Wayne. Also, um, he didn't portray Bruce Wayne, but he wasn't a boring Bruce Wayne. No. Um, and then um, they even made the Joker scenes very entertaining too, because I, I remember as a kid the scene in the art museum s- stuck with me. Reprints. Yeah. <laughs> Something about like the visuals of it, but. Fact of like they're going in with the bright paint, this fucking paint and shit that that that, that scene. Well, I like the idea they take all the green and red paint and white paint and they're painting everything in the image of Joker, yep. like the statues and the whatnot. Mm-hmm. And painting the, um, I like that. To me, that was the only Jokerish scene in the movie. Yep, clicking back. Because otherwise, he, he was more black mask. He was more any gangster character. From a Batman book, as opposed to being like the Batman's Joker, he's a crime boss. And yeah. Batman, or, or, Joker's never been a crime boss. To me, Joker's supposed to be a homicidal maniac, mm-hmm. um, and that's what he is. And I thought that's where they kind of got uh, further out down the road. Chris or Heath Ledger's okay. uh, version of it, he's more kinda, comic accurate. Yeah, but more comic accurate with not being comic accurate, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but I mean, at the time, Jack Nicholson gave a great performance. But as you find with pretty much every villain in the Tim Burton verse, Tim or Burton Schumacher verse of movies, none of those villains to me were ever portrayed as the villains they should be. Now, here's here's the interesting thing with us being of different ages. Uh, I'm 32, and like you're 36, 36. So like that's four years to be twins. So because I was. Three and three years old when the Batman '89 came out, and I was uh, four when I first saw it in 1990, I believe. All of my interpretations of Batman were built off of that because I saw that before I ever saw a Batman cartoon or even looked at a Batman comic book. So my interpretations of Batman, Vicky Vale, Joker, and, and even up to Batman and Robin. I mean, sorry, even up to Batman Returns. I don't think I had read any Batman books. Well, I can read it that time. I was probably six when that came out. I could barely read it. I can, I can I'm trying to think of that. To me, it all depends. I, I can't. And we're going too far back. That I don't remember when the first time. Obviously, I know I've seen <laughs> Batman before Batman Returns. Um, I can still tell you to this day. I remember, to this day? I remember the day going and seeing Batman Returns in theaters. Uh, I vaguely remember it. Second or eight, I, I can tell you that much. I remember I had, as a kid, like coloring books and toys yep. and action yep. figures. Yep. 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 Um, but I can't remember. and I, So I don't remember when, at what point in time that I seen Batman 89 to when I started reading comics. I guess what I do is look at it now. 
didn't mean none of those characters represent what the comic, how they were in the comics. Um, Question for you though: Um, Out of those first, yeah. Out of that series of movies, do, do you prefer any of the characterizations of any of the characters in the film versus the comics? Like, do I prefer their version? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought any character or just villain? Any character. Gordon, Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent. As far as the closest comic accurate adaptation mm-hmm. I know that's not what you're asking yeah, okay alright but Alfred was the only one to me that was a comic accurate yeah I mean Alfred was never really deviated upon until the Batman Strikes c- computer generated cartoon where they tried to make him like a muscle type like thing. a thug and, and, and they continue well, my Alfred. Batman Earth 1 and uh, kind of new books they kind of incorporate that a little bit I was going to say Gotham Gotham yes yep, yep. Um, that's not my Alfred, my Alfred that's is, not my Alfred my Alfred is someone that maybe has some military background, as a thespian, and can massive thespian. Uh, saying that dick in the hole in England too. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, but like, sorry. I know that I asked you a question that 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 you get into answering, but I have another question that's uh, that you could probably answer quickly for me. And, and it's also a tangent question. What happened to his daughter? She's in the books for a while, then she disappeared, right? Alfred's daughter? Yeah. I never realized because I know in the like his hand was gone and, and it just reappeared. Do you know that wasn't the first time that uh, Julie Pennyworth was in? Yeah, yeah, back in like the seventies, I believe. Yeah, it was in the seventies. It was crazy. Um, and I never knew that. I think I read that on Wikipedia or some shit. Uh, but they never explained much of that New Fifty Two stuff at the or yeah, New Fifty Two at the end. Yeah, because that was prior to Rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. He was kind of helping her and became like the new... She was the new Alfred. She was new, Penny 2. That new new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Penny Penny 1 and Penny 2. Which I like, because now in the books, he, he, he'll talk in the ear to Alfred and call him Alfred. It was stupid. No, nah, he still says Penny 1. Maybe on occasion he'll say Alfred, but... Gotcha. Uh, but no one else is around that thinks says Alfred. If, uh, he thinks that he's around, or anyone might be around him. Which is still a liability for Batman to be the smartest person. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. like Penny One is that difficult. Okay, Batman must be rich. He's talking to someone named Penny One, Pennyworth. Do you need like a lot of other background information to make that leap? But anyway, yeah, okay. So uh, you were saying about um, the different. Is there a version I prefer in the movies over the comic? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Joker, no. Although I, I like Nicholson's portrayal of him. Uh, but no, to me, Joker should just be a loose cannon. Should never have motive or anything. And I think he was he, he was too smart. Yeah. Although Joker's supposed to be super intelligent, I like that unpredictableness of what Joker of how Joker should be. Mm-hmm. Penguin to me, growing up, was Pat Batman Returns Penguin. But I think I like the exact opposite. I like the mob boss type. Iceberg Lounge underground criminal penguin over the sloppy. I'm gonna eat raw dead yeah. fish. Uh, wear this fucking bodysuit going for mayor. <laughs> that was so gross. <laughs> um, Catwoman. 
maybe we'll come back to that because I felt they actually used Catwoman as a foil to Batman as opposed to the cat burglar mm-hmm. um, in the movies. Yeah, she, she, I don't think she was even a, a burglar at all in the movie, was she? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe Catwoman. I like that she used her feminist, her femininity, her femininity as as sexism against them. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm a woman. <laughs> the claws. Yeah. Ah, stand them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can safely say the Riddler. No, I, I never got it. I didn't. I didn't like like we're doing our own take on Riddler. They made the most movie comic portrayal of the Joker with Two Face. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, I liked Two Face a lot. I ne- I never understood. If you took away the fucking head of Jim Carrey with that stupid orange haircut, spiky haircut, and had just like the fucking uh, question mark leotard that he wore, that was very. I, I liked that, but I didn't. I didn't understand. I didn't get it. There was no ever really. There was no need for the riddles that they put in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just for a revenge. Riddler was ended up essentially being a Bruce Wayne villain, not a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. Uh. Two Face as a kid, I liked him a lot, but then he was just became too jokey. I don't, I didn't like that version of him. Mister Freeze was just. I like how Two Face had two bitches though. Sugar and Spice. Mm-hmm. One was a big name star at the time. The other was not. They're both big. Okay, uh, Fox was coming right off uh, Independence Day. That wasn't one of his. Okay, Fox was Mr. Freeze's. You're right. I'm sorry. Yes, it was right. uh, Drew Barrymore and uh, that chick was kind of. She's on a. She was on Italian. Entourage and. Uh, she's very uh, stereotypically Italian. Yeah. Um, Mr. Freeze was a joke. I mean. Yeah. Bane was a joke. Bane was even bigger. Poison Ivy was kind of on model. Poison Ivy. Yeah. I would say either one of the villains or the female villains was. To me, if you ask, Poison Ivy was probably the most comic accurate villain out of the movies. Out of all the movies, I would say, yeah, I agree. Catwoman would be the character I prefer out of all the villains that I would say maybe I like more than the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that would be mine. Uh, Bane had the most comic accurate Bane costume out of any of them, besides being green. Um, the ones that I preferred, like they're, uh, I prefer that Catwoman to any Catwoman that has to this day. Really? Absolutely. I prefer that Penguin for any Catwoman. I mean, for any, any Penguin to this day. I prefer that Riddler. Um, oh my Joker. That, you prefer the Riddler? Absolutely. Or any other version of the Riddler? Absolutely. Comic too? Absolutely. How? Tell me why. Because he he's the most entertaining. He had riddles like he should. He had a good costume. He had good he had good one liners. He was he, he was a good character to me. I didn't mind having orange hair because like why can't he have orange hair? I think he looks dumb with black hair. Like now I'd like to kind of hone in on a brown hue, but I, I didn't mind having orange hair. And then like the the leotard thing. That's the same costume he had when Brian Baldwin was drawing him on those covers. Yeah, I like the I like that costume. I mean, like, and we had like a super costume, the white one with the weird, 
What you said yeah. about what looks like venom pumping through them? That's because Joe Schumacher is a member of the homosexual community, so some of his set design was a little bit flamboyant. Maybe I said that, I said that as respectable as possible because it's, it's the truth. That that that's why I had like the butt shots and like the cod piece and shit because he put some of his culture mm-hmm. into the movies. But yeah, I see why people don't like Two Face because Two Face, my Two Face, honestly, is just in the cartoon. The comics, in my opinion, can't can't get Two Face. As a kid in '95, when I watched that for the first mm-hmm. time, though, love Two Face. Yeah, I did too, but. Well, I'm not sure because by '95 the cartoon was out, and that's the best Two Face, in my opinion, that we've ever had. Yeah, I never like how they called him Harvey Two Face. And the um, Dark Knight. Well, no, that was in uh, Batman Forever. Really? They call him Harvey Two Face now? You're right. You're right. Yep. 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 This is Harvey Two Face. Um, he never referred to himself, but like the media referred to him. Yeah, him. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so then I like that. I like the one thing I liked is that when Batman or when they introduced Two Face, though, they they introduced him as a pre existing villain, yeah, because they changed him from Billy Williams, Tommy Jones in between two and three. But at some point in time, he was already villain, he has already become Two Face, and Batman's already fought him, and then. It was good that they didn't give him too much of a of an origin story either. And they showed on news footage of, of him getting ass put on his face. That's all like, you needed. That's all you needed. That that was a perfect way to do. Even if he wasn't Batman one and two, oh, however, having just that as an introduction to Two Face, so you, so you don't spend an entire movie doing intros and origin on two characters or two villains and Robin. And they did the same thing in the second or in Batman Forever. Batman and Robin with Mister Freeze. Yes, it, they you start off fighting Mr. Somehow Freeze. they had another video that they watched. Uh-huh. But, that, but yeah, so like that, okay, of, of the second half of that series, I think we can both agree then and that that was something that they did wisely and, and, and something good that happened in those movies. How, when needed, sometimes they didn't have these long, drawn out origin swords. I mean, Batman, well, in that day's. There were hardly ever ever any orders anyway, which may not be a bad thing, because Batman is already Batman of Batman. You know what I'm going back and thinking? Hmm? Any, how many origins in those original Batman movies were done of them watching a video? Batman, he's in the Batcave, and he watches the, the footage of his parents getting killed, doesn't he? Or is he just a, is he dreaming of it? I think he's daydreaming. Well, also, sorry to interrupt, but like you said, I thought about this. It was a good flip in Batman 1 when you see that family in the beginning of the movie. And you think that's it? <laughs> that was also good. Do you know how that long it good. took me until I watch it? Even even though Batman shows up and saves them, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it was like giving the origin, but not giving the origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... Who else had like a, a TV origin? Couldn't Two Face did, Mr. Freeze did. I, I was thinking Batman had there was some sort of news footage that he watched of a Batcave or something like that. I think he was in the Batcave, like being like he's a zone out because they think about Jack Napier. You have a badge with a double and a pill point Wait a minute. Jack, let's go! <laughs> I thought that was whack. That was stupid. Is it Katie did or now? Now. Have yeah. Having him be the murderer of his parents, out yeah. of pure coincidence. Yeah. You made me. 
you made it first. <laughs> and then, like, fucking Joker, fucker, he remembers that murder all these years later. So, okay, so, so then... I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to think, like, I, I like the Joker origin. I wish they would maybe incorporate the Red Hood into it. Like, they, should, they shouldn't have never made... They should... I would have liked... Killing Joke came out before Batman 89, didn't it? Yeah, that was like 87. Was it? To me, I, I mean, I like that version of the Joker. And the, I mean, if it is the Joker origin. I think Batman, I think Dark Knight got it done the best. Like, with, hit, with him going and telling, like, three different stories yeah. on his origin and not knowing ever knowing which one's real. Mm-hmm. I thought that was done the best uh, way. But if, as having the chemical-based Joker origin... The Red Hood gang um, and them falling into the vat of chemicals was always good too. Because yeah, because uh, to that point, I would say for me, I think the Joker doesn't wear makeup. That's his face. But uh, now in the comics, there's always some back and forth. It seems like between the cartoons, or the, the various media of how he has that face. I think sometimes they say it's paint. Other times they say uh, it's the chemicals. Sometimes it's a combination of both. But I think he fell on chemicals and it fucked his hair up and turned his it turned his skin that color. And the grin. I mean, you have to yeah. incorporate. He got that grin somehow. I mean, to me, I don't think he has to have the permanent grin for me. But yeah, but that makes sense. In a realistic in a realistic sense that the Dark Knight trilogy put it, I thought it was done well. Yeah. But you don't have to from looking at like pictures of the from the Joker movie that's coming out with Joaquin Phoenix, it looks like they go that route again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like, I guess essentially it's the Jared Leto and the Jack Nicholson version that I like him as permanently like, it's a scar being, yeah. uh, being painted like that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So uh, we'll probably get back to like the, the newer Batman trilogy in a second. And then honestly, we don't have to go in order, but like that's how we've been doing it thus far. So then, um, at, so far there aren't any entries by by uh, Mary Marvel unless you count the TV movie for or TV movie slash TV show of Spider Man in the seventies and the Incredible Hulk. would had TV show that they, they took episodes of the show and made it into movies. And and I would say let's not talk about those because they really couldn't compete. There was Captain America one, there was Doctor Strange one. Those are all made for TV movies though. Yeah. I think you had. If we're talking about strictly cinematic movies made for cinema, then the first one was of, of this era was probably the Fantastic Four, although it never came out. It was designed and marketed to be a, a, theatrical, a theatrical release. They had posters, they had trailers in movie theaters. Did they? Yeah. You know, the only reason they made that movie is so they didn't lose the license. That's the. Nothing's that? been said. Definitively, but that's the that is the. Or do they say that only now because so that they have an excuse of why it was done so poorly? Well, if you had Roger Corman doing it, you had no like wasn't going to be like a, a high end movie. But as a kid, I, I can recall it, it being in magazines and everything. And then they were saying that uh, it was taking them so long to come out because they're working on the special effects. And I, I remember that my mom was buying the car. And we were uh, at the fucking office. It was taking all day because everything that had my grandfather involved takes off all fucking day. And while they were doing all their grown up talk about the car and getting a deal on that shit, my brother and I were looking at all the magazines. We saw like a 20 page write up in like some some magazine about the movie. We were so fucking excited. Man, I can't wait till it comes out. And it never fucking came out. 
And so I, I, I didn't see the complete movie until like the YouTube era. And I have to say, people call me crazy for, crazy for this. Besides from calling in the mole man, the, the, the jeweler, it was probably the best Fantastic Four movie in terms of costumes, besides Johnny Storm, casting and story of any of them. was not a whole lot of competition. True. I mean, I enjoyed the later on versions for what they were, not counting the one from a couple of years ago, which was trash. Fans Four Stick, is it called? What one? What are they called? They call it Fans Four Stick, because like, that four was in the middle of the, the graphics. Wow. It's called a Fan Four Stick. Um... I mean, realistically, so what, Howard the Duck was actually the first. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Howard the Duck. I, I think that was the first one. And that was a big deal because of fucking George, George Lucas was involved in it. And while Howard the Duck turns of the special effects was amazing, but even as a kid, it was trash. First time I saw it, I saw it at Blockbuster Video. On VHS, and I begged my mother to, to let me rent it, and I did, and it was fucking trash. And, and I was taken back by the Playboy and the titties and the, the duck titties in the movie. Like, even as a kid, like, oh, you say I love titties all the time, not duck titties. I was taken back by it. Also, I was taken back by the fact that, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Jackie in the City. Caroline City, yeah, the mom I'll, from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I, I was taking it back that the, the Caroline in the, in the city was trying to fuck a duck. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It was weird. As a kid, it was weird. It was off-putting. Also, the fact that it, it was so boring and so long. It was like six scenes like longer than Marvel Max. So, I mean, when you think about Marvel versus DC movies, mm-hmm. DC really came out of the gates winning. Yep, and Marvel came out of the and game then, like trash. Mar- DC hit the fucking wall with a slump because they went Batman and Robin to Steel to Catwoman and then that's not really that accurate though because between Steel and Catwoman you had in a few years and you had like Batman Begins I believe. Mm-hmm. Catwoman came out before Batman Begins. Yep. Like right before, like like a year before. Yeah, less than a year. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> Cat. I mean, Catwoman kind of it uh, was the last one in the slump of bad DC movies when Marvel was doing work. Because Marvel start off terribly, and then um, a little movie called No, yeah, a, a little movie called Blade came out. And Blade, which came out, and basically uh, like a year after, still I believe. Uh, Blade, 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 Blade. Let me pull it up here. Came out in '98, if I believe. Yep, August 21st, '98. So when it still came out. Uh, still came Should out. Should we be actually? Asking Google these things. Hey Google, when it still? Hey Google, when it still come out? That's too broad. We still in this B asterisk 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 was released on December seventeenth, twenty thirteen. When did? Hey Google, when did Shaquille O'Neal's movie Steel come out? 
Steel was released globally on August 15th, 1997. That's right. So one year almost to the date. So August 15th of 97. The difference, a year can make for black superheroes. And Blade came out one year, did I say? 98. August 21st of 98. Mm-hmm. So almost a year to the day um, is what stopped, what ended, uh, besides the exception of Catwoman later on down the road, uh, the drop of superhero movies. Blade came out, which ironically people didn't know was a superhero movie. Yeah, that was funny because we knew, mm-hmm. and then we I didn't know. And I didn't even know then. much about Blade as a character, but I, I knew it was a superhero. And I think that he might have been in the, in the Spider-Man cartoon before then. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he so, was Morbius, I think. Yep, and a whole saga where he was Morbius. We had Morbius, and he had the, the six arms Spider-Man punchers in that that long ass arc because. That's going to be like a, a deep dive when we talk about the cartoons. But yeah, so I knew about it, but people only thought it was a Wesley Snipes vampire movie. Mm-hmm. One of the best intros to what we've ever seen. Too. Yes. To this day. All that blood mm-hmm. coming all down. And still, even when still was being uh, promoted, like this is going to be a, a, a steamy pile of shit. So I, I didn't give it any credence. I, I didn't even want to see it. I, I, I think I've seen... I think I saw half of it when it came on like Fox on some random Tuesday or some shit. But I've never seen Still in his diary because not only did the only saving grace of Still was a fucking Shaft was in it. Richard Rountree. Mm-hmm. Probably I've ever seen it. Yeah, it, 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 it had no interest. The that costume my, looked like shit. Wasn't my Steel. No. I mean, you should have known from the get go. How do especially '97? You can't make a comic accurate costume. If you can't make a comic accurate one. costume yeah. of the main character, don't do it. Yeah, I get it. Shaquille O'Neal had a little bit of star power at that time, and Superman was his favorite hero. And he 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 wasn't blue chip and a decent job. And I can see he could have been portrayed as a John John Steele or John Henry Steele. They say that Steele was John Henry Irons. They say that like the vicious for. First, it was based off him anyway. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. I've heard that rumor, and I think I've, I've heard that from John Bakunov. Okay. So, anyways, you had Blade, which led into X-Men. Yep. Because X-Men was either 99 or 2000. And then that led into Spider-Man. So that's when Marvel was coming out making amazing movies at the time. Blaze holds up beside some of the special effects, and Steve Dorff is a little weird, but X-Men at that time was amazing. Mm-hmm. They didn't have no costumes. Oh, they had costumes. They had some leather outfits, but... It was a, it was a, it was amazing. Movie. I was fine with that because the only, the only thing I wanted was Logan having his, his mask. Otherwise, everyone else I was fine. Yeah, it was funny at the time because I remember, I remember thinking seeing these movies, um, because you had Blade to X Men, X Men to Spider Man, Spider Man to Daredevil, mm. Daredevil to Hulk, Electra, Electra, Punisher. Oh shit! We forgot about the '89 Punisher. I still think that was, was that in theaters. Yeah. Um, Punisher. Then you had the Fantastic Four, and I remember sitting there thinking when those were coming out, mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't these all? Why can't I get their different uh, 
studios, but why can't they have these things be their own universe? Like, I'm not saying you have to have so like this big inner um, connectivity, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I was always thinking like, why can't you have a photo of Wilson Fisk, uh, Mark Clark, Clark, Michael Clark Duncan on the Daily Bugle? Or have the Daily Bugle be in the background or something like that in uh, yeah. Fantastic Four. At that point, um, I was old enough to get the fact that Marvel sold all their properties to different studios. And then like the, those studios didn't want to promote movies from other studios. So I got it. I like, it would be cool, but, but I got it. I, I understood. Mm-hmm. I just always wish they could have worked something, something worked out. It didn't have to be a big call. It could have just been some, It could have been something simple for the fans to see. But also at that point, that wasn't happening because even in Superman and Batman, and it had it had no reason why they couldn't um, be in, in movies have cameos. But they, uh, I think the only thing that was kind of like that was Alfred made a joke about Metropolis or something like that. And we're back. Sorry about that. I had to do a quick uh, phone call. And I found out that we weren't recording using the uh, good mic. We were using my laptop's mic. So part two of this podcast might sound a lot better than part one. Is it going to come out two two parts? No. So still the same podcast, but part two. Yep. I mean, because we've had plenty of episodes that had cuts somewhere. And then sometimes you can notice notice them. Sometimes, if I feel like being a good producer, you you don't. But this one you will, because there might be a difference. And the audio quality of the second half of the podcast versus the first. Far superior. Far superior, you might say. But yeah, but I think we were talking about... Interconnectivity yeah, in the yeah. earlier movies before the, mm-hmm. the birth of the cinematic universe. Yeah, because I was saying that the only time we saw that in any of the movies from this era was when maybe Alfred, or, or could have been Bruce Wayne, made a joke about Metropolis or Superman. And, and Two of them. Started in Batman Forever. Okay. Um, when Dick Grayson's going back to the circus and Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne says, they got to be halfway to Metropolis by yes. now. Yes, yep, yep. And then, and went, oh, shit! Oh, my God, they're going to introduce Superman! <laughs> they know the name Superman! And then, the second one, or Batman Forever, no, I'm sorry, Batman and Robin, when he's sitting there and uh, Robin does something, he's like, and this is why Superman works, works alone. alone. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But, uh, yeah, but up until that point, though, uh, there, there wasn't any interconnectivity. Um, now, we kind of glazed over them, but let's talk about them a little bit more. The Marvel entry into the... Well, Blade Blade 1 and 2 were both incredible, but... Um, the Marvel non-cinematic universe. Yeah. and But I think we've spoken about Blade enough, but I think the X-Men needs more time. When X-Men came out, it cha- X-Men might have been... X-Men or... The Phantom Menace were the first movies that my brother and I saw unaccompanied by an adult. Because our mom worked right across from the mall at a sleep disorder clinic. And that's right right, that's right when the Fashion Square cinema first opened. It was actually nice. Now it's a piece of shit. Worst theater. I haven't gone in there since, since, since AMC took over. Uh, they're actually... The pricing ain't bad. I went and saw Halloween there. Okay, and that's after... That was uh, last fall. And then I seen Doctor Strange. I don't know if that was before or after. Yeah, I saw John Wick 2 and I was ashamed of how bad it looked in there. Yeah. 
I, I hate using the term ghetto, but it was a, it was ghetto as fuck. It's uncomfortable as hell. Yeah. And the, the most ripped up. The most uncomfortable theater yeah. I've ever gone to. But Which back is, in the 90s, back when the Saginaw 8 versus uh, Fashion Square, Fashion Square had better popcorn, and, 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 and it Saginaw was better. Saginaw 8 was ghetto? Yeah, Saginaw 8 was ghetto as fuck. But I like the Saginaw. I always liked Saginaw 8. I, always I like the quiet, because it was cheap. That dollar theater? Yeah, man. Anyway. That's, anyway. <laughs> that's mar- neither Marvel nor DC. Right. Um, yeah, but... X-Men was an amazing movie because at that time, I'm like, it's so comic accurate. That's my... Because when I was a kid, and I, when I cast the X-Men movie, I cast Patrick Stewart. Probably like everyone did. Yeah. He <laughs> was bald. He was He was a bald white guy. Bruce Willis? He wasn't bald yet. <laughs> but, um, also, I remember that Wizard Magazine was pumping up the X-Men movie so fucking much. And, um, uh, they had, like, a, a special about it, and it had... A, uh, one popular artist, I can't remember who it was, um, draw how they thought the movie costume should look. And I remember that that Wolverine was the Duke Ray Scott Wolverine and not the Hugh Jackman. Because that was a big deal uh, back in Wizard Magazine, too, about that 13th hour casting uh, change. Mm-hmm. That was right at the, but before filming. Like, I mean, yeah. people know, didn't know. People didn't really know who either one of them was. Yeah, and, and I was like, what the fuck? What if the action movie doesn't come out? And, and then uh, it, it, it was a big deal because Brian Singer, who did this critically acclaimed movie, was doing it. Uh, had Usual a, Suspects. Yep. And at People. Yep. Then it had a, a, a big budget. And it was his first time the Marvel actually put their feet out there. And then uh, everything you heard, you heard about it beforehand was good. And it actually delivered at the time. And although the movie is basically... Wolverine and those other motherfuckers. It was still a great movie because just seeing them use their powers was enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toe, Toe was probably the best Toe we've ever seen. I think they could have done without Toad and um, Mystique. Somehow within the, with those movies, Mystique became the, like one of the oh, damn one of the constants in all of those movies. And they ruined a mistake for the books too, and uh, and and that was purely sex appeal because uh, Rebecca of our main was naked and there they had a blue paint on. But I, I I thought she had a good partner and like her fight scene with um with Rain where she turned to Rain and she did that spinning kick and she turned Rain back to herself was really damn good. I'm I'm not saying she did it wasn't a good mistake. I thought. The movie was overshadowed or by too many villains, and, uh, and too many X Men. Because if you remember, n- no one had any lines besides from Wolverine. Stormwind line was, "Do you know what happened to Toads when they get hit by lightning?" The same thing happens to everything else. And with Holly Berry's coming and going accent. Well, Sabretooth had one line. Get Toad over had, here! Stop playing around. Toad had one line. Everyone had one line. I think Mystique only had one line. Yeah, except for Magneto. Yep. The X-Men the did, coming, Charles. The X-Men talked a little bit more. I remember, I understood the age for Magneto, but the only reason it was chosen because Brian Singer loves Ian McKellen. Yeah, and it, it didn't make sense, but 
Magneto was never portrayed besides his hair as an old man. Uh, and then he was a physical adversary. This old guy couldn't be a physical. It did more. It was a better counterpart of Xavier. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't my Magneto. That's why I like the Fazbender Magneto better. Yes. Yep. Much better. Much better. Um, and then the only other part, the only other issue I had about it then was Sabretooth looking like the Cowardly Lion. Mm-hmm. But... Other than that, even though now that plot is so fucking stupid, I'm going to turn everyone into mutants. Is that easy? I thought you were born. <laughs> They're not true mutants if you turn <laughs> right. them into it. That's a science experiment gone wrong. It, it can't, hey, there's raw <laughs> mutants. Uh, that's like a fucking sixth grade. That's like a third grade plot. But followed by the far superior X2, X-Men yes. United. X-Men, X2 probably, I, I haven't seen the year, but it probably still holds up. Well, one of the better villains out of all of them. Yeah. Striker. Because it was a common threat. And Striker's whole swag, how, how, how he invaded the uh, mansion, that scene was an amazing sequence. Mm-hmm. You finally saw Wolverine have like a, a, a little berserker. Yeah. Although yeah. no blood. And now, what, what's so crazy about this movie now was the lack of blood. Yeah. But you get your little glimpse of Colossus, because all they really introduced in that movie the, was, the cameo was a nice. Nightcrawler. Yep. But then you get that little glimpse I of... I met Corla from Amazing Bully Circus. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> that was a good opening sequence when he yeah. was like bamfing all around. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was just it was done seriously though, though too. Yes. Which I saw... It, it held up to the same way that pretty much all the Marvel movies did back in the day. Like in the, er, yeah. in the 90s. Where same with Blade... Spider-Man and X-Men, you have a good first movie, an amazing second movie, yep, and then a third movie that's, yeah. But before we get into that, one more thing I want to say about the first X-Men movie and why I think I love it so much, because that was the first superhero movie to me that was a love letter to the comics. It was the most fake, besides the aesthetics for the costumes and shit, it was the most comic accurate to the books and like the character motivations. Mm-hmm. Until yeah, Spider Man come out like what the next year. Yeah, S- yeah, and Spider Man was amazing. Besides the fact that Harry Osborn wasn't, he was too cool, and he had green teeth. Which they changed on the DVD because I remember seeing Big Screen like, why this motherfucker is a, is a, is a actor? I won't say famous actor, but an actor that has green teeth. He's a fucking brushy shit. But then when it came out on DVD, like Katie Holmes, Hard Nipples, and in the Batman one, <laughs> they uh, changed it in post. The only bad part with Spider-Man one was the Green Goblin's costume. Followed somewhat by an un a non-comic version of Peter Parker. How so? There was no. There was no real jokes. Like he was. That's Spider Man. That's not Peter Parker. True. He's a little sappy, but okay. He was Spider Man. That's jokey, but he, but it wasn't off putting. No, and I mean it didn't take you out of it. Like it, to me, there were still visually great movies, and yeah, mm-hmm. the Green Goblin costume was horrendous. Yeah. Travesty. Yeah. Um, only to be outshined by a far superior Spider Man two. Yes. Brilliant but lazy. That's a motto that I have for myself. That uh, That's what Doc Ock caught up Peter Parker in. 
Then it came back around. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. No. <laughs> Brilliant but lazy. I was like, ah, I can see it. And then it was also cool that I think in both of the first two Spider-Man movies, because Spider-Man, the character, is all about New York. It's a love letter to New York. And same thing with the movies. And, and I think in, I know in Spider-Man 2, at least, uh, New Yorkers and New York played a, a huge role in the movie, and I think in both instances in the last battle, didn't like the people of New York kind of help Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Well, I know in the second one they did. They were throwing twice, shit. I believe. They were throwing shit at Doc Ock. Yeah, and, everything. and then there's also a scene on that train, which was an amazing scene. Ah! Which now they copy every interaction with Spider-Man. Where he was in. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and then. The scene that kind of made me tear up a little bit, man. The scene that made me tear up a little bit was when his mask got fucking rips off and then he, he's passed out. Then he comes to, he fills his face, and everyone looks at him like, look at him. Like, we won't tell anybody Spider-Man. That scene had me look, I was choking up a little bit. Like, here's your mask back. The movie holds up, too. I watched it re- two? within the last year, really? I want to say. Um, I've got one and two over, I believe, in my um, old ass. Oh, I have a big ass hole in my sock. In my uh, fucking... only thing I didn't like about it is they never really portrayed him as, like... They had a very, very amazing J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. But he wasn't the menace that the city always thinks he is. But... The whole point is, uh, in the comics, is people don't like Spider-Man, which I never really got why. In our lifetime, has there ever been a time where people of New York didn't like Spider-Man? In comics? In comics. Uh, no, there, there hasn't. Same thing with Bruce Wayne being a playboy. That's what they always tell you, but they never show you that. I I don't I, don't, I can't recall any iteration of Spider Man where he where people didn't like him. If it did for a the short cartoon? time, in the cartoon they loved him. Did they? The, he was the people's champ before Paul Wall was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But people always said it like they always say, yeah, like like they always say, Bruin is big in there, playboy. He's never been a big in there. Oh, he's been a big. He never been a playboy. He never been aloof in the books. Back when we were coming up in the two thousand, Bruce Wayne was never even in the books. He was Batman twenty four seven. But people always say that he, uh, he always had some sort of girl. He wasn't he wasn't the playboy. He didn't have hoes. He always he was always told like he's a, he's a jet yes. jet setting playboy. They they, sh- they tell not show. They've never shown that. Uh, I mean, there was all, he always had, some, they would always go on like spurts where he had this like long-term girlfriend, because he had, it was always long-term girlfriend, uh, Vicky Vale, Vicky Vale was barely uh, in the book when S- I read it, Silver Sand Cloud, yeah, Silver Sand Cloud, that was way before our time, getting, yeah. I think I was in the 70s, but they always brought her up, I feel like, in the books, Julie Madison, yes, who was actually his, the first one when the comic first started, yep, who was such a minor footnote in the mm-hmm. fourth movie, Batman and, and Robin. And who was... He didn't have a girlfriend all like around the time when like fucking Jim Apparel was doing it. I can't remember her name, but... Yeah, he did. Yeah, he the did. The doctor that healed his back. Yes, Sandra, yes. Sandra Kinsolving. Yes, yes, yes. But he was never a playboy. People say... Oh, he, he was always... Actually, he was kind of stalkerish. He's like, oh, I'm having feelings. They never actually dated. He like... And then, because her mind got all fucked up mm-hmm. after Nightfall. Then uh, there was Vesper, Vesper Failchild yes. in the... Uh, Bruce Wayne murder. The Playboy was Daredevil because he was singing that dick around all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. He's a Playboy. What up, Playboy? <laughs> but yeah, but um, Spider-Man was never a fucking menace. And of course, it's not in the movies either. But it's never in the books or the cartoon. He's a menace. 
The only person who said that was Jay Charles Jameson. He had no evidence. He was a terrible journalist. Well, sometimes the he is he, a journalist and he swayed people's opinions. True. Um. But so you had Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, a weak-ass Spider-Man Three, although had an amazing villain with uh, Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. And I think if you would have just had Sandman, it would have been fine. Spider-Man Three is a proto Aquaman, but done wrong. Because on Aquaman, they did they put everything in just in case. Yeah. <laughs> put everything in just in case. Oh my god, we can have Black Mana, we can have Orb, and it's like, hey, you know what? The trench looks kind of cool in the comics. Got Merrick, Aquaman Daddy, uh, a big-ass fucking Kraken. Only one they didn't put in is the Others, which they're putting in the sequel. Exactly. I think, is that what they're called, the Others? Yep. So, after Spider-Man, that leads us to Fantastic Four, and... Fantastic Four, colon, Rise of the Silver Surfer. And I was excited for, for the movie because the costume seemed to be right besides I could see the wrinkles in Ben Grimm's costume. But otherwise, the costume was good and I was in love with Jessica Alba at the time. Wrinkles? You mean the phone that he yeah. had right? <laughs> that was a travesty. The costume in the 94 was better than that costume in the That was a travesty. <laughs> but then, and then also like the guy who played... I'm sorry, uh, people in, in the audience, I, I, I'm walking around the studio. But the guy that played fucking Dr. Doom was also good casting. It, it, it was. Cast. Until they made him a metal man and they gave him an accent. And they barely even brought a fucking Latveria. He was a better casting than Ian McKellen as Magneto. Absolutely. So, I don't know. What, is there much we're going to talk about Fantastic Fours? I've said all that I got to say about it. I was in the I was in the few that actually thought the sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer, I enjoyed better than the first one. But I thought I thought they made the Silver Surfer, Surfer look kind of cool. Not that it's that hard. And people always hate on Galactus, but that's that was canon for the Ultimate Universe, written by people's favorite writer. Warren Ellis. Heck. I agree. Um, but we're not talking about comics right now. Right. Or, or Warren Ellis being a hack. But, so, but don't blame Carl Story for, for that Galactus. That was the most practical way to do it, especially in those days where you couldn't be too weird anyway. Yeah, you were, you were making comic book movies, but not not getting too over comic booky. Yeah. Which leads us to Ghost Rider. Oh, shit, yeah. Pass. And Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Which I think is better. Everyone thinks I'm wrong. But I, I, I thought it was much better than Ghost Rider 1. The, the biggest problem with that movie was... Ooh, the biggest problem. The acting? The, the casting, number one. Then the acting. But... The cage ain't no Johnny, Johnny Blaze. And he played it so campy, too. So ham-fisted on purpose. Like, See, I thought that's where I didn't like the second one. Is I thought they sec- made the second one a lot more campy than the first. You think so? To me. When they showed him pissing and the fucking... And this piss is the fire. That was kind of cool. And then, maybe because that one wasn't 3D, I liked it. It, it had good 3D at the time. And it had El Jezabla in it. We might have the most comic book... 
And always minor roles with that. Yeah. He was in Losers. Him and Chris Evans might be tied for the most comic book movies. Chris Evans has probably done more than him. Um. Um. And the, and the, at this point, DC had maybe a few entries, but they were kind of quiet for a while. Uh, they had Catwoman, like you said, and, and then they came back hard with a movie that was very low-key at the time. And people didn't really talk about it that much. And honestly, I wasn't that excited to watch it. But once I watched it, like, whew, this movie changed the game. And that movie was, of course, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. People still had such a bad taste in their mouth from Batman yep. and Robin. And then when they said they started from scratch again, and then it's going to be a new continuity, and then they said that... Uh, and then when the costume first got revealed, I thought this costume was trash. Although mm-hmm. it was being all black. I mean, yeah, the costume was trash to me. And then they... Uh, had Rachel Ghoul as an Asian gentleman. I'm like, that's not my Rachel Ghoul. Well, Liam Neeson's going to be in it too as Henry Ducard. And I did not see that coming. No. So, in terms of having a flip in the movie, but now that trope is overused, but that was a good flip because like, they, they said it for me. I was I was a theater fuming, bro. Like, this is not my fucking... Because, as people might know, Rachel Ghoul is one of my top three favorite villains of all time. It was just funny with that whole thing. They went and did it again in the third one. Yeah. The <laughs> same daughter, The same flip. I didn't see it again. With Talia. Yeah. Because I didn't see it. I kept thinking. I had no idea. I'm like, nah. It's like they, it's, I kept thinking. It was like, it's odd that they introduced Raish, but not Talia. I, I didn't think that at all. Because of, she is so important to his mythos. But I thought this is said, fuck Talia Ghoul. But but um yeah um that that trilogy is also it's kind of it's a better version of the Marvel formula from that era. Well, like the first movie's pretty good, the second movie is a masterpiece, the third movie's kind of trash because Dark Knight Rises did not hold up. When I first saw it, it was great, but it, when I watch now, it does not hold up. There's a lot of plot holes in it. There's a lot of plot holes in all three of those movies. True. But but the plot holes on Dark Knight Rises were more immediate to me. I, I had to watch... Dark Knight Rises seemed like a movie that was rushed that wasn't yep. rushed. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember back in the day, I'm like, oh, Christopher Nolan's been on two of these. He, he, he was like, oh, we don't know if we're making a third one. Yep. He's like, I, he's like I'm not going to do it unless it's right, it feels right to do. And yep. They originally said kept saying that they had Heath Ledger plans for Heath Ledger's yep. Joker. Which I'd like to know what those are. I would like to know what his original plan was. Was it a big part? Was it small? From what I heard back in those days, it was going to be basically a direct sequel to The Dark Knight. To where uh, it would uh, essentially be Batman fighting Joker again. See, no one wanted to see that. It it never works to have the same villain come back time and time again unless you're Loki. Maybe to a somewhat extent, Magneto, who's been in yeah, every true. fucking... Yep, yep. And he's even been overused a little bit. Yeah, and like in Apocalypse, he said he was bored doing it because he had anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, so that's when... Now this kind of overlaps with Marvel's cinematic universe because The Dark Knight, Iron Man, and The Hulk came on the same year, I believe. Same summer. Same summer, yeah. So it was a, it was a big summer. It was Dark Knight first. Then Iron Man, and then Hulk. Hulk, like, next week. Or, no, it might have been Iron Man, then Dark Knight, and then Hulk. I think you're right. No, 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 because Hulk and Iron Man were, like, two, were like two weeks apart. No, it, not, was, it was longer. I, I'm actually pretty sure 
if I remember correctly, Iron Man came out in May. It was the Memorial Day movie. Dark Knight was in June, maybe July. And then I think Hulk came out in the summer. But I can check. Uh, we're going to fact check that because I feel like the, uh, the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man were pretty close together. Now, we won't go too far into this. A month and this. a half away. Okay. May 5th. Or May, May 2nd and June 13th. Okay. And then The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, <laughs> like, probably right in between. That was a hot summer. Could that say summer is, uh... July 18th. So that actually came out after The Hulk. Oh, wow. Wasn't that the same... Oh, and something... Something that's very interesting about uh, Batman Begins... There were a lot of families in there with smaller kids thinking it's like the old Batman movies. And the guy that was sitting in the next row... When does, when does Mr. Freeze say? <laughs> Chill. Uh, this guy who was sitting pretty close to us had like his four-year-old kid there. And like they actually walked out. And like, this is not the Batman I was signing up for. Because everyone thought it was going to be like... It's more adult. Yeah. It was, it was the kind of movie they started making for adults. In terms of pacing, in terms of everything. Because now... Uh, I didn't love Batman Begins when it first came out. It is a movie you kind of grow to like more. Yeah. And what Nolan did terribly, which he corrected in, in the future installments, were the fight scenes. Yeah. I saw what he was doing, but I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck if he's supposed to be mysterious and just jumps and picks you up and beats you up. I want to see it. The, the fight scenes had me fuming. I also didn't like that Batman flew. Glided. He flew, bro. He was basically Superman in that movie, and it, and it pissed me off. <laughs> what did you think about the casting of Christian Bale? I mean, I wasn't mad about it. I, I wish that he would have dyed his hair black. That's my thing about Captain America and my thing about uh, Batman. Uh, to me, and this because it's just been me, well, with Captain America is a fact, but I feel like Batman should have dark hair. I'm not the guy that says, oh, this character's going to be this racist. I don't really give a fuck about that type of shit. But to me, I think Batman, he's known for having his dark hair. How some people say that, yeah, like, I, I won't get into all that, but I feel like Batman's going to have jet black hair, preferably a, a, a fucking widow's people like, like fucking Dracula. And I feel like Captain America is supposed to be the, the Aryan perfect human, so blind hair, blue eyes. It makes me upset that Chris, that Chris Evans doesn't dye his hair blind and that... Kristen Bear, who, who, who already had dark brown hair, who's known for being doing transformations, he can't just dye hair fucking jet black. It's better than the peppered hair that George Clooney had in Batman and Robin. I, to me, the worst was Val Kimmer with his blonde hair, but George Clooney at least had dark hair that was black at some point, and then if he's older, his hair's going to be salt and pepper. So that, I, I didn't mind as much. Not gonna convince me on that one. No, that's fine. I'm not trying to. I'm saying, like, I, I didn't mind that as much. Yeah, but otherwise, Michael Keaton was my least favorite Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, not Batman, but Michael Keaton was my least favorite Bruce Wayne. He was the most non-Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne. I'm thinking. Um, I think that my least, my personal least favorite Bruce Wayne was Val Kilmer. See, I thought he had the look of Bruce Wayne. And for the reasons I just said, I completely disagree. The hair color? Mm-hmm. That's it? Because in my mind, he, he, it's be jet black hair. Or at least it'd be dark. At least... Michael Keaton had, like, curly brown hair. It was curly black hair. Was it black? It was black-ish. Not the popular sitcom. But 
But that's also in the days where uh people had Jerry curls. <laughs> Batman had <a> Jerry curl. <laughs> no, he was hip. <laughs> he wasn't Michael or Billy D. Williams. Uh, Harvey Dent. <laughs> um, so we're actually kind of getting down to the yeah. tail end, um, with the exception of a lot more X Men movies. So I mean, you had the original X Men trilogy, followed by the first class, which. Group of movies. And what began making the X movies, uh, while some are good, some are bad, completely Ill- incomprehensible? Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah, and they tried to answer it with <laughs> Days of Future right Past. Um, but then you also had the Wolverine series and Deadpool. Yep. And the Wolverine series got better with, with each installment because number one is a dumpster fire. And I knew that when I first watched it. And like It was so bad I almost walked out. See, I remember when they came out, it looked like trash. Yep. The only good thing that Wolverine ever had was, was a good trailer. Yeah, that trailer was amazing. All the wars. I can make it all go away. And then he saw the movie. And like, <sighs> Shoot me in the head with, a, with an Adam any bullet. <laughs> <laughs> My memory was two hours away from Um... It was a travesty of what they showed Deadpool in that movie. I, to me, I, I'm i kind of of a contrarian on that, too, because I thought it was funny that he's a merc with a mouth, and then you cover up his mouth. That was funny to me, but if it's the first time you're going to see Deadpool, don't do it to him then. But as a small gag in the movie, I can kind of see it. He's a merc with a mouth, but we, we sold up his mouth. But then having the... The full length katana blades come out of his arm where his arms have to bend. That could have been any other character. You could just could have said it's a new character we created. It's yes. not Deadpool. Yes. It would have been fine. You wouldn't have pissed off. Will I am as, as a wrath, whatever his name. And then, like, Blob wasn't really fat as his power. This, a girl dumping started eating too much. Mm hmm. It was just. And every scene. And that movie and was like only a video c- game. Only cinematic appearance of Gambit that we've gotten. Yeah. Yep. Which wasn't bad, but like he was kind of a go a joke character. But um, every scene in that movie was like a video game. Like you have a stage and have a final boss, stage final boss. That's what that movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Wolverine, although that was the worst Wolverine haircut ever, because he barely even had the points. Uh, more of a point than Logan. Yeah, but Old Man Logan was the same way though. So kind of. So. I give that one a pass, but uh, and that movie, that movie was visibly better, visually better. Except for the villain. Yeah, that villain like, and then Silver Samurai is an amazing villain. I feel like he was underused in that movie. Mm, They made him look like a video game character. They did. It was almost as bad as uh, Shredder. Shredder and Doomsday. Oh yeah, yep, yep. But that's talk for another day. That's actually probably a good place to end it because I think we covered them all. Deadpool, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, honestly, well, Marvel has two new movies coming out this year. One for sure. <laughs> One maybe, maybe not. Well, Marvel in their non non Marvel Cinematic Universe, they have a uh, Dark Phoenix, or as it should be X Men colon Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and New Mutants, maybe. Maybe. Uh, what's your thoughts on new? Or so real quick, Deadpool, and then we'll end it with uh. Yep. The new X Men's. So obviously, Deadpool, Marvel's ending on a strong note. Um. Mhm. 
Well, I guess DC technically is on a strong note, too. I mean, their last ones were the Nolan. Yeah. No, Green Lantern. Oh, we forgot about that. Yeah, so they don't they end on a terrible note. One of Was Green Lantern before or after Dark Knight Rises, though? It came out... Ooh, right saying, before. Yeah. Right before? Okay. Uh, a year before. So, Eleven. They end on a good note, then, but that that specter of the of Green Lantern is still haunting them. To this day! Mm-hmm. Um... Oh. But Deadpool, an amazing first movie. Cause it took, cause Deadpool was the rap album of movies. You, they say it takes your whole life to write your first rap album. It mm. took twenty years to get all, all the pieces and play for Deadpool. Yeah, you knew it was gonna come out with a sequel though, and Deadpool two is still a good movie. To me, it was still a step back from the first, and I don't know if it's just cause. It wasn't something that was new anymore. You got to experience it the first time already. So, I guess to me, that's where Deadpool 2 takes a little bit of a step back. But, I mean, you did get some new uh, introductions with Cable, with uh, Domino, and Zazzy Beats did a great job as Domino. Deadpool 2 was just, uh, it was more of the same. I felt like they should have done more with it because if you've seen Deadpool one, you kind of see it's a different plot in terms of the, the jokes and the beats. It's, mm-hmm. It was too much of the same. Yeah, and it is a forgettable movie. But you're but if I watched it again, I probably would like it because uh, the Juggernaut was good. Black Tom Cassidy, his his cameo. Although I think I didn't like, that's the, fat, I didn't like that little fat kid though. No, who, who, I think that ruined it a little bit. It kind of did, and. and they kind of fucked up, fucked over a character who was kind of cool called Rusty Collins, who had a pretty good arc to where he wanted to be a good kid, but he, he eventually got corrupted by Magneto and joined the uh, the Acolytes. Him and Skids. That's a deep cuts X Men shit. Um, what yeah. movie I can think of we forgot was Generation X. That was a TV movie. <laughs> But as a kid, I, I wanted to like it, <laughs> but they took so many uh, shortcuts on it. That's not my chamber. Their chamber uh, characters just had eye beams like Cyclops. Skin was decent. Um, Huss was just turned to a buff dude. <laughs> but Banshee was Banshee had pretty good casting as well as as the Anglo-Saxon because because we always talk about when they flip characters from a different race to white, which is pretty rare. But I would say Terry. And Spawn and Jubilee and uh, Generation X, because he's definitely an Anglo-Saxon. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like I said, we're talking about we got Dark Phoenix and New Mutants come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Dark Phoenix looks okay. Yeah, I mean I'll see it. The the I'll, timeline and the ages of the characters is just. To me, it's very off-putting. Um, but it looks—I mean—it's it, hard to say that we're about thirty years after where First Class was, and Magneto and Professor Xavier haven't aged a day. They aged like the comic books. <laughs> Actually, I think in the comic books they de-age. Yeah. Um, that's my only thing with the timeline. Uh, my biggest thing of the timeline is how. Alex Summers born nineteen forty, and his brother was born in nineteen seventy. 
True. But they're brothers. And Scott looked older than Alex in the <laughs> Apocalypse. Like, at that point, <coughs> to say that Cyclops is his son, at that point, they or, should, they, or his nephew or something. They messed up by ever saying that we're doing these in decades. They should have said, yep. they, X-Men 2, or X-Men First Class should have taken place in the 80s. Yeah. And that's why they should have stayed the course with... with but they uh, really tried to make it at... You can definitely tell when First Class came out, they really tried to make it look, oh, these are going to be the prequels to the original X-Men, and then you just had too many liberties. But they should have... They fucked it up then, too, though, because I, I can't remember how, but they fucked up a couple of... You had to DA, because the problem is, you, even though you had the... Magneto's ro- helmet. Because in X-Men, original movies have said that uh, Xavier helped Magneto make the helmet to not get in people... To not get his head red, his mind red. In X Men First Class, Shaw had it. So there were like three very big continuity gaps in First Class to to where I said even back then, there's no way that this is uh in the same. Although I do remember when First Class came out, they said this has nothing to ta- do with the first one. But then you throw in Hugh Jackman's Wolverine right. as a brief cameo. Fuck off. So. Um. Yeah, that's about it for the movies, unless you want to start throwing in, like, the Jonah Hex and the Losers and the... Oh, no. The non... Real non-comic booky comic book movies. Trash. So, let's get into our verdict of what we feel, who wins in the DC versus Marvel movie, non, non-cinematic universe movies. Uh, you go first. I would say, although you have the best, you have the three best movies out of them, or some of the best, you have the best series with the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. you have more success with Marvel. And I think DC started coming out of the gates stronger than Marvel, than Marvel, and Marvel and reinvented how to basically tell a comic book movie properly until they even read it themselves again later on. Um I was I was leaning towards Marvel, but you convinced me. DC has more and I think Marvel has more. Yeah. Yep. I agree now. But Marvel did overall have better movies because uh movies that stand up and movies that were more in line with the uh, comic books. DC took a lot of liberties, especially in the first Batman movies. DC took a lot of liberties, and then DC killed the comic book movies. Marvel saved the comic book movies. Correct. But if you were to ask me, I think DC and DC invented how the modern comic book movies are done nowadays. Yes. Because Batman Begins came out, and that's where they kind of took the direction for Iron Man on. True. So I guess I would almost say, I think you have more successes with Marvel, but it would never be done without DC. I mean, you can't really say that, because Marvel took their own initiative. And they make their own movie studio so they can control how the movies are made without having the outside interference from the other movie studios. 
So Iron Man could have been made the way it was made without having those other movies before it. Yeah. Because they actually had guys from the comic books working on them too. But we're not talking about Iron Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. That's for another that's for another podcast. Yeah. I would still say that Marvel won that round. By a small margin. Yeah. Although out of all of them, DC has probably the most successful out of them. And that one of the still highest grossing comic book movies. Well, I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. At the time. For a long time, we'll say. Marvel has more... DC made the comic book movie ex- more accessible. Yes. And, and Marvel did have the, the most consistent franchises with X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. Because Superman kind of fell off pretty quickly, and that was very early on. Yeah, so... And then they tried... Then Marvel just tried to put out anything and everything. Yep. Some of it stuck. Some That's what happens there. when you go bankrupt and need money. So. Again, who's your pick? Marvel or DC? Marvel. Four. And me, four. What was the reason why Marvel? Oh, because um, they were more consistent, it seems like, and they had movies that aged better. They had some stinkers in there, too, but it's had movies that aged better. I'll give you Marvel. Uh, Marvel had more. Marvel had success. Marvel had... I mean, when Spider-Man came out, that was a monster. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. And Marvel made movies Marvel made movies for everyone, mm-hmm. even before their cinematic universe. In the end, the Dark Knight trilogy, while accessible to everyone, and Batman's a more widely known character, it was a Batman movie for Batman fans. Yep. Spider-Man was a movie for anyone. Yep. So... I'm gonna say Marvel wins the round of uh, non-cinematic I uh, movies. So both of us are for Marvel on that one, and which is sad because we know who's gonna win the cinematic universe. <laughs> one, two. <laughs> I was trying to lean to DC. The whole, the whole episode, I was leaning towards DC. I thought that I, I was gonna say DC, but then like, no, I can't say it. Unfortunately. But all right, um, I'll give DC if it's you're only talking about what series of movies. They've had the best series of. I'll give it the Dark Knight trilogy is probably the best. But Captain America, though. I like Captain America, Mm -hmm. but say what you want. Batman has Batman Dark Knight has a beginning, a middle, and end. True, it's more of a cohesive story about. It's one story you can put in. You put it. You can watch all three our Captain Americas. You end it in Civil War. Yeah. I mean, you you have to kind of watch. It goes Iron Man first, Avenger, Avengers. Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War to, I think, these. It is too... In order to, in order to appreciate, I think, the Captain America trilogy, you yeah. have to watch the Avengers movies. You don't have to watch anything else, but you have to watch the Avengers. Well, Captain America 2, you almost can. Watch well, that's a good movie on its own. Captain 1 and 2... Almost center on their own, but Captain America 3 is very beholden to everything else. Well, it's like what they said. It was Avengers 2.5. Yep. Well, all right. We won't take up too much more of your time on this one. We'll get back to you pretty soon with the next iteration. Do do you want to say what, what the next one's going to be? Do you have a deal with what you want to do next? Oh, what one? I would say tweet at us. We kind of said at That's the beginning. Yeah, I'm trying to. You guys are vocal. 
Um, I offered to draw you as crowd amazing caricatures or nothing. Which one do you think you want to do next? I say we do do a deep dive on comics next. Okay, not like it can't change. We decided right. to. It's our show. Yeah, fuck everyone <laughs> else. <laughs> Tweet us if you think different. Yeah. Tweet that hate. Alright. Alright, um, I know we said that we'll get you a new sign-off, but it's not gonna happen this episode. Bye!